Good morning and welcome to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.7 FM WAOV and also 1450 AM and 97.3 FM in Washington. As uh, we begin this morning's show, uh, Sheriff Doug Vantlin with us, first of all, uh, Sheriff, and of course, Noble here from the jail. We appreciate you coming in. And we, uh, you know, we were talking about topics to talk about today and you walk through the door, what are we going to talk about? Man, we've already got a list here. Yeah, we, we have a list, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. Where do you want to start, Sheriff? Uh, I guess we start with the dog problem we've got in the county. Okay. Uh, I pulled the numbers. Uh, between the 1st of September and the middle of uh, October, we had 63 dog calls in the county. Um, within a week, three of those calls involved uh, firearms, people shooting at dogs that were being attacked. Okay, dogs attacking people then? Yes, well, uh, one of them, two dogs were attacking each other while one was being walked, and then we had a, another couple uh, incidents where people were out on the road and are on the sidewalk and dogs come after them. Okay, now this is just, th- th- these are loose dogs, right? I mean, yes, we're, okay, right. which is illegal. Yeah, anywhere, yeah. Right. Okay, so what was, um, why, why do you think the problem is? Is this just a problem that's been brewing that it's now hit a point where it's like, wow, or? Uh, we've always had a problem with loose uh, animals running, uh, particularly dogs. Uh, here lately, it's gotten worse, it seems like. Uh, we're getting calls because we do have an animal warden. The deputies will respond to a dog loose call. And then if the dog needs picked up, we do have somebody. I uh, worked with the commissioners and the council, and we uh, were able to pay somebody to come out and pick those animals up. Mm-hmm. But we still have a problem with that because they go to the Vincennes Pet Port, which is always full. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they can accept them, sometimes they can't. And when they can't, then we're kind of left holding right. the bag all right let's, let's let's go through the process you 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 catch the dog okay first of all i'm imagining wonder if it's chipped see who it belongs to right and you want to return it to its owner with a, a ticket a ticket and a stern warning yes okay uh, if the dog hasn't attacked anybody right or if it has um is, is that a problem finding out who the owners are are these stray dogs uh i think most of them have owners and they just let them run um, it, it is a problem because trying to find that's the first thing we do when we get there we try to locate the owner mm-hmm. and uh, if the dog is vicious or it's attacked somebody uh, the pet port will take them from us but if they are full and we can't find the owner we're kind of there's not a whole lot we can do I mean we don't have any place to hold them at mm-hmm. the jail we can't hold them there and if they're not vicious um, and we can't find the owner we're just kind of stuck right right this is a problem Yes. I mean, it really is a problem all the way around. Um, again, and then when you're out in the country, when we talk about in the country, though, are we talking like rural areas like Bicknell and Wheatland? And are we talking about out in the country? We're talking mainly in the, in the towns. No uh, kidding. Yes, okay. all the surrounding towns. You know, that's where people uh, live in these areas. And uh, a lot of them have our dog owners and uh, they'll, they'll let them run. Man, I hate uh, that. See, and, I, I'm, I'm a dog lover. I got two dogs. So, I mean, I, I keep mine in my backyard, hot, you know, fenced in, right. privacy fence. When we walk and we put the harnesses on them. And I mean, and that's what you're supposed to do. I keep know. Them pit, or keep them chained up. Right. And then put them on a leash when you take them out. Walking. Right. To let them run. I mean, we've had an instance where we've had in our neighborhood, a couple of people do that. And 
They don't do it anymore because yep. some dogs just don't like it. And, and that's and that's the thing is, when you get into a rural area, you know. And I don't want to say this, and this is not meant to be bad, but well, people dump dogs out there. I mean, that's you know they want them. And, and we do have a lot of that too. People Gosh. will take them out mm. in the country and just dump them, and mm-hmm. then we're stuck with them. Uh, if we find who the owner is and we are able to take them to the pet port, of course, the owner has to go to the pet port and it's not free to get them back. No, no. It's going to cost you a couple hundred dollars to get your dog back. So uh, what can we do? I mean, really, where, where are we at? What can we do? Uh, you know, this not only involves your department, but, but, you know, the animal shelter as well. You know, and but you do have your own pet warden, though, right? Have a, a part. Uh, is it a pet was it a warden is that what you call uh, yeah, it yeah we call it an animal warden, oh, animal warden. Uh, okay. and that's you know we're on that real quick people call us about cats we don't deal with cats mm-hmm. we will not respond we won't go uh, just and when we say animal mainly it's dogs but we do get calls for horses and any other animals people think are being mistreated yeah and we will have somebody okay. respond to that now there's a big difference now between something like this and you see a coyote or something you know what i mean now you will respond to that for safety, yes, right? That's right. okay. We're talking about dogs who are probably pets at one time, because they don't want everybody to say, "Well, oh my goodness, you know, I saw a coyote out there." But I heard the sheriff say, "Don't call us because." Yeah, no. if it's an emergency with an animal, we'll come. Right. Okay. All right. We'll do that. Uh, all I can ask is that pet owners take responsibility for their animals, keep them pinned up, chained up, whatever. It could come to the point if we can work something out with the animal shelter, we may just start going out and picking. If they're loose and we can't find, if we find the owner, we'll write them a ticket, have them come get it, write the ticket, or we can't, we'll haul them into the pet port, and then the owner will be responsible to go get them, okay. get them out. Also, before we go any farther on this uh, topic, uh, I, 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 and I hate to bring up dollars and cents, but you just completed a budget. Was something like this even included in the budget at all? Or I hate to be nosy, but I'm on. Uh, I mean, well, no, you got a right to know that. No, uh, I mean, I mean seriously, this is something that is such a big problem that we've allocated some funds, so maybe we may have to do something. We had to do that uh, in the middle of the year. Like I said, I got with the commissioners and the council, and, and we didn't have an animal warden. And basically, what we did, we have a maintenance person at our jail, and he, for extra pay, we had to come up with the money to pay him overtime or extra for him to go out and pick these animals up so he's kind of doing a double row for us right now picking it up as far as uh, a budget Mm -hmm. for the animals for the dogs that falls into commissioners they pay the animal shelter for taking them so that that's in their budget and i do not know what their budget Mm -hmm. is for that okay again i was just curious that you know you know there's a problem when they allocate money from a budget like okay we can see this I, I guess I'm I'm looking for an answer here for you. And it's you know what I mean. All you can do is just rely you, on the public. Yeah, help us. And here's the other thing: is sometimes you do get a stray dog, and they do get into it. And it's I don't want to blame the dogs. This this could be a people person more than it is a personal a person problem than it is an animal problem for letting their dog run. Right. I mean, it, it is. And and if you have a, a dog that's running loose, that uh, you think he's He's tame. He's nice. He'll let you pet him, but that's not always the case no. with strangers walking by. No. And if your uh, dog bites somebody, you're responsible for the medical bills and everything else that follows. Right. Okay. All right. We'll just we'll kind of keep an eye on this because this is this one that uh, 
It's starting to get a little out of hand. Yeah, it is. We really need to keep an eye on that. Well, good, good. I mean, not good, but I mean, it's good that you brought it up because I had no clue. Right. And I'm like one of the most clueless people in America. So it's <laughs> no, no big deal. Noble Parish, our other guest this morning, as he is the jail commander. Is that what we call you? Correct, yes. Oh, I see. I got that far right. <clears throat> All right. Uh, how's it going at the jail? Things are going good. Uh, we're, we're nearing completion to a lot of the construction out there, so I'm excited to get all that resolved and finished. Um, things are going pretty good, though. Good, good. The uh, uh, project itself is, I guess it's on, on time? Is it on? They, so far, yeah. They're telling us that, aren't they? And so. in, in December, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I promise I will come out to this opening. Okay. I didn't, out, I, didn't make, I, I didn't make the salad port, but I will make this one. Yep, well, uh, we, uh, we'll look for you. Refreshments. Yeah. Just wherever the refreshments are, Ed's there. Okay. 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 All right. Well, uh, I'm really amazed how you were able to keep this project on track. I mean, on time with everything around, with, with the pandemic and materials hard to get and it's been a challenge it's been been a challenge for everyone not only you know the construction getting their people but us working around it's uh, it's been all worked out hasn't it i mean it's i mean i'm my hat goes off to everybody i mean you know the crew doing it the company with who's it uh garmon garmon yeah and they've really been good to work with they've been very uh accommodating as far as helping us and getting things going and checking in so it's it's worked out nice. You know, somebody asked me one time, Ed, you sound excited to talk about a jail. Well, I'm not excited about the jail, people going to jail. I'm excited for the employees who work there. They, it's safer for them. It's, you know, it's, you try to make your atmosphere a little bit better, too. I mean, that's... Right. When you get a lot of people packed on top of each other in uh, there, that can be an explosive situation. Right, yeah. right. So that's why I get excited. Now, in a perfect world, that jail would be empty. In a perfect right. world, it You're would right. be empty. It would but be empty, and Doug, you'd be It's spin- never been, it's not ever going to be no. a perfect world. If it was a perfect world, Doug would be spinning hits in the afternoon for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Noble, you'd be the night guy. Yeah. Yo, we'd be good. We'd be ready to go. All right. Yeah. But we need you at the jail. And that means also uh, the new community corrections is set for the spring. Is that correct? I, I'm not sure they're February, I think. February? I think it's February. Okay, all right. And see, we'll have to have on that, you're talking about the open house. We'll have to have two of them because we're going to open supposedly into December, 1st of January, and we can't wait for because yeah. we got to start moving people in. So so two chances to get refreshments. There you liking go. There you go. liking yep. this more and more, guys. Well, anyway, let's take a break. We'll have more after this on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Back on the morning chat with Ed Ballinger here on WAOV, Knox County Sheriff Doug Bantlin, and also Jail Commander Noble Parish, our guest this segment, talking about the uh, Jail Noble. One of the things that uh, you, we were talking during the break about is 
that uh, coming the first of the year, you're going to need employees. Yeah, uh, first of the year, I, I get to hire four more jail officers, so I will have positions open. I'm going to start opening up interviews here within the next couple of weeks, so anybody interested in a career in corrections, come on in and see me. Okay, what does it take? What are some of the qualifications? Uh, no felonies. Um, I'm in. I'm still in. You're still in. Still Can't in. be on probation. I'm uh, still in. Minimum of 18, preferably 21 years of age. And uh, I'm in plus, plus, plus. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> a, a good work ethic. Oh, uh, I'm out. <laughs> you got me three out of four. Okay. Well, three that's out of four good. ain't bad. No. But, I mean, this is an opportunity, you know. Now, l- l- let's be honest. What we see on TV and stuff. That's not really what we're looking at, is it? I mean, more <clears throat> there. You know, when you're dealing with, with prisoners, I mean, there's always an opportunity for for things to get out of hand. But we we train hard for that, and we uh, we fortunately have inmates that behave really well here in Knox County. So most of them are local people. So they're just doing their time and. We take care of them while they're there. Okay. And there's different jobs inside the jail, too. It's not just corrections inside the jail. We have transport teams. We have to take inmates to courts. We have to take inmates to other facilities. We have to pick pick up from other facilities. We just had a team got back from, uh, what, Florida? Florida, uh, Georgia. A week ago. They had to go down there and pick somebody up and bring them back. Okay. And that's uh, about a two-day, because you got to get down there. You can't. You know, do 24 hours, and you got to be able to sleep. So the guys get down there; they they get put up in a in a hotel and pick the inmate up the next day and come back. So it's a little time away. Sure, it is. The other thing is, uh, your jail. You've had to be busy because all of a sudden we're getting trial after trial after trial, and you know, and now some of these will be moving on when they're getting yes. sentenced to 70 years or less. I mean, right. they're going to move on eventually too. But any, or uh, wherever they go. Prison. They go to prison once they're sentenced. Prison. I mean, any what? Uh, Indiana Department of Corrections. Yes, yeah. is where they go if they're going to be with us more than if they get sentenced more than a year, they have to go there. So that just cleared out a little bit. It, it, occasionally, you know, we'll lose a few a month. They'll go to prison, and you know, they can pay for their crimes there. Right. You know, they work on time cuts and do their time away from us, and then we can concentrate on people with pending local charges. What about uh, your federal inmates? How many do you have right now? Uh, right now, I believe we have uh, 48. Cha-ching, cha-ching. That's, you know, but you earn that. I mean, no doubt. I mean, that's just not like free money. You have to actually take care of them. They don't get special privileges. No. Okay. Do you house them with the locals? Yes. Yep. They're they're all intermingled within the Okay. Facility. Is that a problem? It's... You're talking a different level of criminal there, so sometimes they do tend to teach some bad habits to the local guys. But but, but some of those are also white collar, aren't they? That you know taxes and stuff. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's not like they're yeah. They're, yeah, they're not all. Yeah. Right. You're right. Ed. They're not all that away. Yeah, they're not. They're not murders or anything like that. They usually go to Carlisle, don't they, or somewhere like that. You're right. Yeah. Ship them up there, right? They can yeah. have them. Yeah. There you go. So. I'm just trying to paint a picture for somebody who might be interested in corrections. Now, uh, come in. If, if you're at all interested, come in. Uh, we can do an interview. I can set you up for like a job shadow. That way people can come in for, you know, and tour the facility and, and find out if it's going to be the right move for them. Right. I talked to Noble about the job shadow 
what was it, a year or so, a couple of years ago, because we were hiring people that had no idea what they were getting into on the job. But I talked to Noble about doing this job shadow, and we decided to go ahead and, and implement, what is it, a day? They can come in. I, I, I try to get them down for a couple hours, two different days. That way they can work with the different sergeants and the different shifts and, and get a different taste of, you know, what they would be looking at in, a, in and, this field. And from that, we've had people that were really showed interest. I'm liking this. And then some other ones you get, yeah, I don't think I want to do this. Yeah. Yeah, not for me. Yeah. Well, and again, you just never know until you try. Right. I mean, so, um, all right. So well, let's get you some employees. Yeah. Do you have some people who are retiring? Or are they moving on to other places? Or We have four new positions open up because the facility is growing. Oh, yeah. So they've allocated four positions for us. So we're going to... Duh, duh, duh. I was talking about <laughs> construction, and I should have thought of that. Right. Yeah. But we've had a full staff in the jail for quite a while now. You have. Would, yeah. Yes, you have. And you're back to doing lamb and things like that, right? So, yes. I mean... Everything business is pretty much back to normal. We're, uh, Except for the construction. Pending Certainly. construction, yeah. And the other good thing, the council approved another good raise for the uh, employees there. Mm -hmm. So the money is, is going up, yeah. as it should be for them. It's starting to get good. <laughs> <laughs> like his approach. Noble's going to stay another six months at least <laughs> right. now. Yeah, you yeah. got it for a half more We're year. Moving in the right direction. <laughs> Yeah, what they call that, trending? Mm. You, you're, you're trending, Noble. There, hashtag Noble, trending. Okay, there you go. Hashtag Knox County Jail. All right, well, that, that's great. And then we mentioned that uh, this construction will be completed by, what, next month? Is that right? Well, yeah, it's this November. This is November, yeah. December. So the end of next month is what they're telling us. Right. Wow. It'll be completed. Do it on December 28th. Yeah. It's my birthday. Oh, uh, let's, really? let's, let's, that okay. way we have a birthday party for me out there. And yeah. We'll just throw a big party for yeah. you, Ed. Come You'll, on out. Yeah, save me a cell, you know, because I'm sure I'll probably need it. No. <laughs> Maybe we'll let you stay all night uh, in, in one of the jails. Oh, no, that's okay. Uh, boy, I tell you what, though, some of those cells, these new ones, I mean, I joke a lot, but it's a lot nicer than my first apartment was. So <laughs> it's, they're, they're building them pretty nice. <laughs> not, to, not that I want to encourage anybody Except to for the steel bunk. And, oh my uh, and the steel showers. And oh my gosh, yeah. Wow. You must have had a terrible first apart. <laughs> well, you know, I wasn't born with a silver spoon. No, neither was I. I mean, I understand that. I shared an apartment with four other guys in college, so I understand. Mm -hmm. That was not a very big apartment either. So uh, well, that's kind of what they'd be looking at here. Yeah, it's, three the, the new cells, the lockdown cells, are four bunks. And uh, they have the facilities they need within that cell. Okay. So no televisions, right? There will be one television per housing unit. So per housing. Now, how many are in a, a unit? It's going to be twenty-four to thirty-two people. Okay. So they all got to agree. Who, who controls what? The, the remote? Yeah. Little things like that. Yep. Okay. So this is what you want to get into corrections. You might be the man with the plan and have the remotes. Yep. And if they can't get along, the uh, jail officers in the control rooms can control the TV. Yeah. So yeah. if you guys can't decide, we'll decide for okay. you. And we're going to put the Hallmark channel on, <laughs> watch Christmas movies all the way through. That'll soften you up. Spread, <laughs> spread some Christmas cheer. Uh, it was only that easy, Ed. Yeah. I know it. I know it. Uh, we get to this time of year also. Um, people are going to start. If they haven't already started Christmas shopping, they're going to. You know, holidays and stuff. Once again, reminder, first of all, scams. And there have been some scams going around again. Seems like we go about two or three weeks, 
And then there's another scam being reported. They're always out there. The scams are. Yeah. They're just if you're unsure, don't give them any information and give us a call. Mm-hmm. We'll help you with it. And all, you brought up the shopping also. You go into the into the malls, the parking lots. Make sure you get your car locked. Um, we still are getting break-ins on vehicles, and they're to the point now they, they only get into the cars that are left unlocked. So if it's in your driveway that's unlocked uh, they'll, and they're around, they'll enter that car. This isn't 20 years ago when you could do that, or 30 years ago. Right. I remember, heck, back in the 70s, I never locked my car. Never. You know, I had, I had, a, wow, I had a great 8-track, too. You know, they could have just very easily pulled that baby out. Yep. But they never did. I mean... But nowadays, you have to lock your house, your car, your everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got to protect yourself, seriously. Yes. And, and that's why also the scams, if it sounds too good to be true, or if it sounds just like a scare tactic, that's what it is. Yep, get a hold of us. And uh, if it just don't, doesn't seem right, this, if something in your head's telling you, this just is not right, give us a call. Well, we'll, we'll help you with it. Well, that's okay. I... I I think I told you this story. I haven't told Noble. I love this story. I got one of those calls one day, and it talked about me owing money for something, and if, if I don't pay it, a warrant was going to be issued. Nope. And I said, oh, gosh darn it. I need to call my brother, Sheriff Bantlin, and ask him what's going on. Click. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> That'll so, work. Oh, it, it will. It will. But what's so bad is it was a local number. See, yeah. you know, this, they'll know, do that. Yeah. Yes. So be careful, people. I mean, you know, if if you're gonna get signed or anything, they're not gonna call you on the phone. If you, you know, the bank is not going to. Mm-hmm. No, Social Security will never call you on they're, the phone, and they definitely won't text you. No, no, There's no. Text scams. Out no, there. I know it. It has to come certified letter if it comes in the mail. So right. I mean, yeah, I know, but people still fall for it. Yes. Don't, don't, don't. Okay, got about a minute left. Anything else? We got. Come by and get an application yeah, if you're interested in corrections. Absolutely. Okay. Right. And road. Uh, we still have a couple openings. We do have some candidates now, but uh, if you're interested in being a deputy, uh, stop in and get a – or go to the app. Uh, get it. Go on our app. Man, we have not talked enough about that. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to put that down as a note. Remember that next month we're going to hit the app pretty good. Okay. Because I've, I've, we've kind of – it's, it's wonderful. It's taken off. It has. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a wonderful app. It, it's got everything you need. So, gentlemen, I appreciate your time today, and I will see you here in a couple weeks. Okay. Thank you, Ed. All righty. Stay tuned. More of the morning chat coming up on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV in Vincennes, 97.3 FM in Washington. On the line with us this morning from Good Samaritan Hospital is Madeline Taylor. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. First time visitor, aren't you? Yes, thanks for having me. Always, always. Okay, what do you do at the hospital? 
I am the perinatal services nurse manager. I've been doing that for a couple years now, and I've worked for Good Samaritan for about 11 years. Okay. So what is your main responsibility? I am, I manage the obstetrics unit, so when I say perinatal services, that um, is kind of an umbrella of labor and delivery, nursery, postpartum, and gynecological services. Okay. Is it, uh, uh, I guess, who do you, I guess, what's your target? I mean, is it people who are first time, going to be first time parents, or or who? Really all women of child bearing age all the way until, you know, after that even. So if they're needing, um, you know, surgeries such as hysterectomies or things like that, they'll come to our unit as well when that is performed at our hospital. I see. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's just uh, start from the beginning. Uh, what services are we talking about here? So um, we have well, really preconception even, um, so that those people will be seen in the offices to discuss, you know, their plans for either having children or not having children and what, um, how best to take care of their bodies at that stage in life. And then um, if they do become pregnant, then that's when they kind of come into our care for the unit. So if they uh, need any tests done or need to check, you know, if they're in labor or anything like that, they will come to our unit and um, we will check them out and either sign them in to be induced or, um, you know, even watch over them for some time if they're not in labor. And then we can do everything from C-sections to, um, the C-sections are done on our unit, but if they need another surgical procedure, they'll go down to our inpatient surgical um, unit, and then we take care of them after they have their baby for usually a couple days. Okay. All right. Um, interesting. Preconception. Are most of these couples or individuals, are they referred by their home or their family doctors, or can they just jump right in? Um, usually, if they see a family doctor, they will be referred to one of our OBGYN physicians, and then they will um, come to our unit from there. Okay, all right. So it is, uh, uh, that, that's good. I wasn't sure how that worked. It's been so long. Yeah. But uh, do you see a lot of patients? Yeah, definitely. So um, we actually delivered 15 babies just last week. It was a pretty busy week for us. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. You say 15? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, can I, can I inject a personal taste here? I miss, yeah. when I went to hospital, I missed the bells. When the babies were born, you know, it's the chimes or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I yeah, that. we missed that too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That was nice. I, I, I was in there one time and... I was, um, I think I was getting a, some kind of a, uh, maybe a heart scan at the time. And I would hear that and it's like, oh, that's so cool. You know what? Well, that was my, yeah. that's my personal, I miss it. But anyway, I understand probably why you did it, but uh, it's just, it's kind of neat. Um, 15, that, that seems like a lot, but would I be surprised the number of births that you actually have at the hospital? Well, um, Probably not, actually, because a nationwide statistic that we're really watching right now is that um, births are on the 
downhill slide. Like, you know, and even if you think about it, people just don't have as many babies as they used to, whether that be, you know, generational or the cost of living. Um, One big, you know, issue we're seeing nationwide is we're not replacing our population um, like we used to, obviously, which makes me kind of worried about who's going to take care of me when I'm (laughs) old, but... um, yeah, so we the number of births nationwide is down, but as far as our hospital, we're staying pretty steady in that. And um, one of the things I wanted to highlight talking to you today was our levels of care and the level of, um, you know, care that we can give, meaning complexity of care that we give for patients makes it so that we can um, still deliver as many babies as we have in the past. So... Um, that's really something I wanted to highlight with you today is our, that we're a level two facility at Good Samaritan. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about that. Um, you know, Good Sam's always been about level of care. You know, you always strive and you always go beyond and you always are, are um, I guess, pushing yourselves to go to a higher level. We're talking about an area that somewhere in life you're gonna, it's going to affect you, right? Right. Okay. So how can you get better? I mean, what what have they done? Yeah, so um, it's widely known nationwide that we have a lot of work to do in the U.S. when it comes to maternal and infant mortality rates, especially here in Indiana. So um, I don't know if you know, but in 2018, Governor Holcomb announced a commitment to reduce those mortality rates, and he wanted us to become the lowest in the Midwest by 2024. So uh, with that pledge, there's been a lot of efforts and progress made towards that, Um, and one of them being that he passed legislation in 2019, um, and it was called perinatal hospital services. And what that meant was each birthing hospital in the state of Indiana had to certify as either a level one, a level two, a level three, or a level four. Um, So us being a level two, uh, means that we've worked really hard to make sure that we can deliver complex care to our patients, meaning that we have, you know, adequate nurses trained, we have readily in a, readily available anesthesia services, we have a certified lactation consultant. Um, and what that means for people in the community really is you might think, you know, Good Samaritan, that's maybe a smaller community hospital compared to maybe what you see in Evansville or Terre Haute or um, that kind of thing. And, you know, some people might say, oh, I want to go somewhere where there's a NICU, but we do take care of special care newborns. We have a special care nursery. We can take care of infants on um, respiratory support, so oxygen or CPAP. They can have an IV while they're on our unit. And, you know, we sometimes keep babies for... um, weeks, days or weeks, and uh, how that's different is the mom gets to be on the same unit as the baby, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, go somewhere else, you've got to travel to a NICU or you're discharged and you have to, you know, come back and see your baby where we let moms stay as long as, they may be discharged from our care, but they'll have a room with us as long as their baby's in our special care nursery. Okay, all right, that makes, okay, that's, that's wonderful. I'm glad you guys have taken that approach. Uh, yeah. We talk about, uh, Madeline, we talk about prenatal care. Uh, you know, the first thing I always thought about was going to the classes. Is that something that you're involved with, or 
you monitor or or you're not affected by it at all? Yeah, we definitely, um, we have a perinatal educator. Her name is Dawn Griggs, and then we have our lactation consultant, Ava Allender. So they um, together do our prenatal classes, and we very, very much encourage those classes to everyone um, that is going to be birthing at our hospital, or even if they're not. I mean, we really offer it to anyone. It's so important to make sure you're educated on that process so you can make informed decisions for yourself when you're coming onto the unit to deliver your baby. Okay, good, good. Um, it, it's You want it to make it a joyous time and a great experience, don't you? That's what it comes down to. But at the same time, you want to make sure everybody's safe. Oh, definitely, 100%, yes. Okay. Um, you know, how many, I guess... In this day and age where hospitals are looking for employees, do you find that your unit, you could use more nurses or employees as well? Well, I've been really for- fortunate lately to um, be fully staffed. Good. And, yeah. Um, can I can I pause and give you a, a clap? Because we don't hear that much. Yeah, it, it's really wonderful. And I want to give credit to the nurses on the unit for that because they're very engaged um, on our unit. They're very in tune with, you know, each other. They're good support system. They're good teammates. And the fact that they're engaged, they want to make, they're always striving to make their teammates better. And I think that's something that you, I, you don't see that much. And so when someone comes onto the unit maybe as a new employee and they're taking them under their wing and um, really teaching them, how to be the best of the best in what we do, it makes people want to stay. And I think that that's attributed to the, the hard work that they do. Sure it is. Sure it is. And, again, I'm partial. My, both my kids were born at Good Samaritan Hospital, and uh, both of them had great experiences there. It's, and it was just, I mean, well, they probably don't remember the experience, but we do. But, I mean, it was just, it, it was so well done. You guys just know what you're doing. And, um I like I said, I'm never surprised when when Good Samaritan moves up a level in, in anything because I know how hard you guys push to get there. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's it's been work, but it's definitely worth it. And like I said, um, all the staff there they really they really truly care about the patients and the work they do. So it's it's all hats off to them okay now i'm gonna go back you brought up a point i'm sorry are you are you done with what you needed to talk about on that topic i'm sorry um yeah pretty much okay unless you have any questions about it now what i do have a question i i'm really intrigued about the preconception uh is is this people who want to have a child sometime or in the near future or are about to i guess how do you classify them Really, um, within the next couple years, if you're looking to have, a, you know, a child, it's really important to get into an OBGYN, talk, about, talk to them about um, getting yourself, you know, healthy and what that will look like. And, you know, sometimes they'll give you some um, advice on what kind of vitamins to take to prepare because we, I'm a part of the um, Fetal Infant Mortality Review Committee, so we get together and we review every single um, infant mortality case within the county, and we look at 
contributing factors to that. And a lot of contributing factors that we sometimes see are related to preconception because um, some of we're seeing sicker and sicker patients all the time, and whether that be, you know, gestational diabetes or, um, you know, genetic counseling or things like that, it's important that we're talking about those things before becoming pregnant so we know how to manage that and not waiting until you're you know, woman is pregnant, and then we're kind of backpedaling at that point. Okay, so how are we going to manage with this, and what's the best route to take when there's sometimes things that we can manage before them they're even pregnant? And then sometimes there are factors through hereditary means that a gene exists in a family tree somewhere that you probably need to get tested before you even think about it. Right, especially your family history. And um, I realize, you know, Sometimes, actually most of the time, people um, aren't thinking about this and then they they do get pregnant. But if that does happen, it's really important to get an early prenatal um, appointment. Or So getting in there as soon as you can to see an OBGYN is also very important if you're not able to get in preconception. Okay, great. I mean, it's that's good advice. That's what you need to do. But don't be scared of it. Just find out. Definitely, yes. Okay, all right. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes left. Anything else you want to like, talk about? Um, I think that one thing also I hit on, you know, we talk a lot about maternal and infant mortality rates, and I think that a lot of people, um, you know, they see the surface of things, whether that be on the Internet or um, television about that, and that, you know, we're our rates are horrible in the United States, horrible in Indiana, but I want to highlight the work that we're doing in Indiana that comes with the levels of care that comes with, um, we are involved in many task force at the state level. So looking at that data at a surface level can look scary, but I want to highlight the things that we've done and the the things that we have done, I won't go into depth of all of them. The important thing is to know that we've decreased um, mortality rates in Indiana by 50%, the inpatient. And then if you're looking at um, per 100,000 discharges, we've also decreased by over 50%, almost 60%. Um, one thing that is driving those rates to maybe not look, uh, you know, better to the public is, Sometimes that data can be skewed. So if someone dies in, like, a car accident um, who had a baby within the last year, they'll be included in that maternal mortality rate. So it's I not see. always very, um, you know, accurate when looking at it from that aspect. But there has been a lot of things done at the state level and nationwide, but um, I know more about, you know, Indiana, of course. And so it's much safer. There's a lot of work that's been done, and... I think that people need to really, if they do see that data, really dive into it and see what it means and see what um, the state is doing and what they have done. Now, I will say that the biggest portion we're seeing right now of maternal mortality happens postpartum, and that has to do with mental health and um, substance use disorders. So us specifically at Good Samaritan are part of a task force for um, the Indiana Hospital Association to see what we can do to combat that and help people in our community with mental health, with postpartum depression, with substance use disorder. So um, that's lots of work going on to combat that right now. Okay. 
If anybody has any questions on topics we've talked about today, who do they contact? They can call me. They can call me right up on the OB unit. Um, just call Good Samaritan and ask for Madeline Taylor, and I'd be happy to talk with them. Okay. And you know what? You guys are, again, doing such great work. Um, the, the whole process, it used to be you get tested. Okay, I'm pregnant. Go to the classes. Get your checkups, how many weeks it is and then have the child but now there's other things to do too so even that part has grown hasn't it yes a hundred percent it used to be you know very much siloed i think into you know outpatient then you just walk into the hospital now we've got more of a full circle type of um approach to care for a woman when she's having a baby and i love that because i I'm obviously passionate about it, but I think it's really important. And one more thing is, and I really hate to go off course on this, but I think if we've opened this up for those who have to probably have a cesarean, I mean, that that's a, a, another procedure you have to learn about. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And um, I had two of those myself and uh, I had them at Good Samaritan and my wife um, did too. Tried- my wife did too. Yeah. yeah. We have we we try to really make it you know whatever the mom envisions it to be and try to help them and prepare them and make them informed. So um, we it may not be you know the route that they want or want to take, but making sure that we can help them through that process the best we can is really important to us. All righty, Madeline, great job for a first time. If I was well, giving that, if I was giving out a gold star in a room, you'd get one. Good job. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. And hopefully we'll talk to you soon, okay? All righty. Sounds good. Thanks, Ed. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye. And we'll have more of the morning chat coming up on WAOV.